ladies and gentlemen, e-girls and degenerates, welcome to another episode of This Isn't a Debate, a podcast featuring not-so-insightful reviews of various movies, TV shows, video games, maybe one day some other stuff. I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that. Uh, my name is Audio, if you didn't already know that by now, shame on you, and uh, I am this week's host, and we are going to be talking about... Ghost in the Shell, the 2017 movie. Um, but first, um, I'd like to uh, introduce everybody, get into uh, that mindset, right? Get everybody talking. So first, we have uh, the laziest of openings, uh, Mr. Mister Reed. Hey, Reed. Hi. Say hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, cool. 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 Yeah. I'm great. How are you? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Um, and then we, <laughs> we've got, uh, we've got Cody who, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, is probably the most optimistic person, uh, at least that I know for, for the most part in a group of, uh, 30 year old emo kids. Do I have to do a voice too? Cause I mean a voice, uh, like, like what, what he did. Voice. Cause I'm Reed not going to do a voice. Reed, th- Reed did what he thought he was doing where he thought he was funny, but he wasn't. Wow. <laughs> um, and then uh, also this week joining us for the first time and hopefully not the last unless we scare him off is our good f- uh, our good friend, Ben, also known as the Resinger, Resinger. I don't know. Am I, which which one is it? I never, uh, I never know. It's the first. It's Resinger. Resinger. See, it sounds well, so I cool. learned something today. Pretty sure it's actually their Singer. Yes. Or or uh, or bear singer, bear singer that I hear a lot. I have a friend whose last name is. Have you whose given last it to name MS is your... I mean, okay. I went to school yeah. with a kid named you. All of I our uh, racist backcountry uh, redneck schoolmates were constantly make jokes about, about his name. But you have know. I told the story about the girl that I went to high school with whose name was abortion? Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, long yeah. story. Different podcast, I think. Um, so yeah. yeah. So, so these are all these memoirs are all over, of audio. Uh, yeah, we, we could do a memoirs. Yeah, that'd be weird. I don't don't really want to talk about we'll a lot put of that things. behind a paywall. Chocolate thunder. Um, okay. Um, so what our Patreon is for. <laughs> that's what our we don't have one. We that's what audio is only fans is for. Reed. Oh yeah, uh, right. The only fans, and we just show like, a picture of fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. Different types of fans. It's white, only blue, fans. It's just pictures <laughs> of him with fans. Yeah, I think to that's him. way funnier um, than it is. I do like the. I do like the Hago face next to him. Um, sometimes right, I put my with foot him blowing. Next to it's it, actually a know. gif in slow motion of just like <laughs> blowing, and you're making the Hago face with your chemo hair blowing back in the. This wind. week he's doing the poison ivy dance from Batman. Oh, so many things that I hope never come to fruition. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's let's get into it. Um, so again, this week we're talking about Ghost in the Shell. We're talking about the 2017 American science fiction action film directed by Rupert Sanders, and it's based on, and I say based on, the Japanese manga anime by the same name, uh, which is uh, by Masamune Shiro. Um, so when I say based, let's be honest, uh, it's it's very, very different in a lot of different ways. Um, 
which we're going to, we're going to try to talk about tonight and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get some good content out of it. Doubt intensifies because let's face it, there wasn't a whole lot of good content in the movie. Um, despite though, all of the controversies surround the film with the whitewashing of characters, um, which we're going to talk about too. And like opinions and all that stuff. Um, cause I'm sure we all have opinions about that. Um, as far as like the whitewashing controversy, uh, controversy, controversies, can't speak English, um, and the plot whiplash that uh, a lot of critics were not a fan of, the film actually did well. Uh, it grossed uh, $169.8 million on a $110 million budget, which means it made money. So in that sense, it is successful. Um, so, so with is this podcast, it's successful or is Scarlett Johansson successful? Okay. So Dude, we're going to jump right like into the it. Following of Ghost in the Shell combined with Scarlett Johansson. Right. Okay. So that's actually what I wanted to open with. Cause so normally like we start off with, did you like the film? I want to kind of break that up with it and, and basically say that, you know, um, from, from our talking and, and, and probably a trend that a lot of people see is that, um, anime, uh, anime live action, uh, movies, TV shows, video games, getting live actions and TV shows. There's a Resident Evil anime series, which we were talking about with Cody, uh, that's coming out soon. Uh, they're becoming more and more popular. Um, and I think that's got a lot to do with our generation, right? Our generation is coming into the prominence that is our 30 year old gene, right? We have a, I wouldn't say it has so much to do with our generation as it is the natural progression of like, you know, we've had this conversation before, right? But we started with the Etruscans, we ended with hentai. So now oh, we're God, going the next step to live action anime and video game movies. And then eventually it'll be a live action hentai. Like, which I mean, arguably you kind of have that with the original Evil Dead. Wouldn't that just Bad be Dragon. porn? There's a whole company, Bad Dragon. They've, they've been bringing that to life forever, right? Wouldn't that just be weird fetish porn though? Well, I mean, yeah, but like, it, but it, it's not just, fetish porn because it it can't just be that right it also has to be like uh like okay have you seen the original evil dead because a tree fucks a woman yes yeah okay so it's (laughs) that's very much like not a porn wrong right like that's supposed to be like body horror more than anything and yeah the first one was very much meant to be a horror film it just yeah was hilarious right (laughs) okay uh so this is getting away from from the the topic so let's jump into just remember for those at home Etruscans, hentai. Yeah, natural you're progression welcome. is live action anime. So when, so when you're, when you, you know, that H anime, the theme pops up. Doom, doom, doom. Anyways, we all know it. We all know it, or, or we don't. And I just know it. Um, so let's jump into like the the first thing that I want to talk about, which you guys already hit on. Uh, Cody nailed it right out the back. Um, I don't really care if you did or didn't like the movie. We can talk about that towards the end. I want to know if you felt that the movie and it making money, right. And it seeing all of this mainstream attention was because the movie itself had like a backboard and like, it was, it was worthy of all of this talk. Or was it really just Scarlett Johansson? Like her, her existence and being tight, uh, being tagged to this project gave it all of the the media presence that it did. Like people, people actively went and this was sold out in theaters in some yeah. places. Like people wanted to see this and like. So wow. I think I think it's a combination of things, right? Um, it's because you had a. I feel like you had a perfect storm with this movie, uh, and I'll preface this by saying the movie is god awful, like absolutely dog shit. 
um, but it did have a perfect storm going for it. Um, what I mean by that is you had like a couple years prior <clears throat> the uh, sequel sort of to um, Blade Runner, right? Starring mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling. Um, and then also around this time, cause really for the last, what, seven years, you have this burgeoning and constant building of hype around cyberpunk 2077. Um, you see more and more movies like a, um, ex machina, uh, games like Deus Ex, uh, mankind divided and human revolution. And like, you know, cyberpunk is becoming, it's on that upward trend again. Whereas like, if you looked at the late eighties, early nineties, cyberpunk was like that theme, that motif was popular. And now it's coming back into popularity as we get into the 2020. It's like disco baby. Right. Like, uh, but it has a lot to do with the fact that like a lot of technology is kind of changing in ways that we didn't expect. Right. When you think of like old school cyberpunk, it's like that cassette punk style uh, setting, right? Like that's the cyberpunk of the eighties is like having those CRTs with, you still have like green text on a black monitor and all this other garbage. Whereas like cyberpunk now is very different. Um, you also over like between the, like the last, I'll say four, maybe five, but probably closer to like four, three to four years. Um, in the fashion world, you've had uh, street fashion, Right, which kind of lends itself a lot to those cyberpunk clothes styles. Um, it's originally very popular in the East, and it's become popular uh, more so here in the West as well, um, where you have like uh, essentially the futuristic samurai wearing sneakers um, and those kind of like Gross. puffed out at the thighs but tight at the calves uh, pants. You know what I mean? I think you guys have probably seen it. So you have like that. You have this big zeitgeist and movement uh, behind the cyberpunk motif. So that's like, that's one of the biggest things. Um, Additionally, uh, Ghost in the Shell itself, like that franchise, as we both mentioned before, um, has a pretty big cult following. Um, You know, it started off as like a manga, a standalone movie. Um, and then it got the, uh, ghost in the shell standalone complex, which is like kind of the events after the movie, basically where you see this more detective noir style, um, episodic episodes. Right. And they're, they're Mm -hmm. very serious. Like I'll never forget. There's one episode about a sniper. That's just like, it very much hits home about like this kind of individual who's ravaged by the horrors of war that happens at some point in time off screen and exposition, right? Like we don't know anything about it. We just know that this one dude is a survivor of it. And like it colors a lot of his personality and why he's the villain and does the things that he does. Um, Not to mention because of the nature of the cast, uh, it's a very large ensemble cast because it's about a squad, like a team, an actual team in this section nine uh, thing. And while, yes, the major is often the focus because she's, I guess, the leader. Well, not the mm-hmm. leader because that's the the chief or whatever, but she's essentially like in the field, the leader of the team caught like doing any kind of like on the fly calls and everything. But she's not always the focus of every episode. Um each individual squad member or members often end up starring or leading certain story arcs episode to episode. And you get fleshed out feelings of everybody in this squad, like whether it's uh, Bato, who often is in episodes with the major or um, 
the guy who was just he's the only person that's not modded at all and i can't ever remember his name uh it's always uh, starts with uh talk something starts with the t yeah he's yeah yeah he's the only person that wasn't whitewashed in the in the uh, which is interesting because like uh, I, I, you brought you brought him up and i was like you know because like yeah he wasn't he wasn't whitewashed in the film um Everyone, everyone else for the most part was, um, and that was like a really big controversy. We're but, also uh, kind of using the term whitewash a little bit incorrectly here. Correct. Uh, um, which is something like, so, <clears throat> I didn't want to take you off. heavily westernized. You could say it that way. Correct. Which is, so like, let's just talk about it. Let's just, we're here. Let's just talk sure. about the whitewashing and the controversy. Uh, well, this. before... Well, before we get there, though, the, the last point I want to make is, yes, I feel like ScarJo has a large enough um, screen presence, especially because of... Huh? I forgot I even asked that question. Yeah, yeah especially because of all of the stuff with the Avengers uh, franchise, right? Like, she has an incredible presence because she's never really been a bad actress, right? But the stuff with... Seeing her play Black Widow, while it's like those are comic book movies, you don't really associate this with being demanding on um, the actors in uh, an acting sense, more so like in a physical sense, right? Because they have to be very athletic and have to go through purging and leaning periods. But like there's she has a very strong screen presence because of this. And like over the years, she's, she's visible. Yeah, exactly. She's very visible. She's very much one of the faces of the Avengers, right? Which is interesting. And if you've seen like, her in other things, you know that she can act. Um, and then, like, you see her in this, and especially if you know anything about Ghost in the Shell and the Major, then this is kind of exciting for you, or per, per, per chance, you thought it would lame. be. Um, <laughs> the combat in this compared to the, like the things that Black Widow, for instance, does is just. Yeah, so very weak. Yeah, it's like I think a lot of people like with the Scarlet Joe casting and like, okay, you see Black Widow and she's got like she's it's Black Widow. I mean, like that's a personality in and of itself, right? Fiery Mm -hmm. personality, very active, very like she brings that that character to screen and it's like, oh my god, this is awesome. So people thought that we were gonna get like some of that in Ghost in the Shell, and I feel like it's a total. It's it's like the total opposite. Her her major. Is very bland. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. there's nothing to latch on to to enjoy. Um, her, it's almost that she, she's like someone pulled her into a room and is like, "Have you seen this? No. What is it? All right. You're, so you're basically a robot. Oh, so just like no emotions. No, 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 no emotions. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm committed. That's, oh, that's should we should we talk about what's happening in this movie? <laughs> I mean. It's hard to talk about what's happening in this movie because there's so much plot whiplash that happens yeah. and they take yeah. from they take they take things that happen in the manga and the anime and then I like it's standalone complex whatever it's basically part 2 I just mean where they redo the, the basic story. premise. <laughs> okay, I mean so the basic premise uh, is she is the first human mind put into a robotic shell right her whole her body itself is robotic um and we go through the whole uh typical character arc of uh the self-discovery of she's i hate i hate even summing it up like that because i feel like 
if I say that, boom, that's the end of the movie, right? Oh, no, you yeah, don't have to tell the story. Cor- Honestly, I feel like putting, a brain, putting a brain in a robot was enough. They put a brain yeah. in a robot, she works, and she has a, she has a, she has a life, right? And yeah. then they basically, uh, they, they, over, they override her memories, and they give her fake ones, and they basically have, like, this corporate control over her. Um, cause it, but at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter, because, like, the movie strays so far from the point of what Ghost in the Shell is that, like, all of these, uh, I, these like, uh, existentialism crises that happen, crises that happen in the Crises. actual anime. Uh, thank you. Uh, happen in the actual anime. That doesn't happen in here. This is a straight right. up, like, uh, every episode of Ghost in the Shell, no matter how long ago you've watched it, even if you've only watched one, even if you only watched a movie, each episode is... Um, is an identity of the human psyche, right? And and, sure. and the, the like, emotions and like the thought processing, and like none of that comes through in this movie. Like there there is no we don't have that greater writing. This is exactly as I described it. It's a science fiction action film that has really crappy science and really crappy action. Yeah, it's really boring. Yeah, it, I mean there it's one of the. So far, it has been... Well, that's not entirely true. I did this with Voltron, too. But so far, it's the only movie we've had to watch where I was actively checking the time. Um, <laughs> but it's like... Uh, an anime, 23 minutes. Cyberpunk boring. Like, I feel like you guys know that, so... I don't know. You enjoyed uh, Ex Machina when we watched it. I find Ex Machina deeply disturbing. It was a good movie, but I like, I don't want to watch it again. I, okay, so like, it's we, supposed to be disturbing. You were supposed I mean, to be unsettled. Yeah, it's, 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 great. Suppo- it's, like, de- it's deep, it's psychological. And then we get, we get this. Um, so, let, let, okay, let's just, let's just talk. We can just watch I Lead a Battle Angel. It's a it'll bunch be, of bullshit. Like. <laughs> I. I personally want to hear what Ben has to say about like the whole thing of, do you think that the movie, if you take Scarlett Johansson out of it and let's say we put in, and I'm not a, watching it. <laughs> okay. That that's, that's what I want to hear from you guys. Like, would you have watched it without Scarlett Johansson? So I just, Damn. okay. So, so just for context, right. I had never actually seen any of the, the ghost in the shell series before uh, I was informed that, this episode was going to be a thing. So I went through and watched both the anime movies, uh, Standalone Complex, and then... Well, I watched the first one, Standalone Complex, and then two, Innocence. homework. Um, which, they were all fantastic. Did you watch any I, of Rise? I did not. Uh, I just haven't... I meant to, but I never really had the time to go through and watch it. Arise, they kind of like... They kind of like changed the story quite a bit. Um, I definitely felt like this movie was... The film writers going, hey, this is a kind of cool story. We can... We can do something off of this. Um, Got a shit ton of budget from whoever funded it. Um... Decided to hire Scarlett Johansson because she was like, because they were like, hey, we could really like pump the sales with this. Um, got to the point where they were actually writing the script for the movie and were like, we don't know how to actually make this good. Let's just write on the wave of Scarjo being in it. I agree with that. Like, I feel like the script was just like, 
It was so, it was so whatever. And like, there's no, first of all, section nine, right? That's like, if you watch the anime, you read the manga, that's a team, bro. Like that's a, it's more than a team. That's like a family unit, right? Very much so. But also a section of government. And like, there's nothing. It's about the equivalent of like, if you reduce the NSA down to a small task force, that's basically section nine. And yet, like the movie, no play on that whatsoever. No, um, not at all. Why does only like one person get speak? any? What? Go ahead, Reed. Oh, you're talking say, about like, what's his name? He's the only one that speaks Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they make that throwaway line about like the kid, the guy's daughter has an implant. The time it took her to sing that lullaby, she learned French. So, like, clearly everybody knows every language. Like, that's how they're trying to tell us that. And like, but only one guy speaks Japanese. Like. I feel like more characters I don't, should have just spoken another language. As I say, like, I don't understand why in the movie that was a decision that was made. Because, like, you watch the animated movies or the anime series or whatever, everyone obviously fucking speaks Japanese because it's a Japanese cartoon. Reed, right? I'll tell you. It's so, because they told that guy that he was going to have that part, and he was like, I'm not speaking English. And they were like, uh, This actually comes to like a... This comes to, like, a... Okay. Let's tie it all in, because I feel like... This is going to be one of those things, again, where we can kind of like let it get away from us. So my thing with the whole like the 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 westernization of the movie, right? Put all of these very American people in it, right? And so like my only thing is I'm going to jump on the other side of the fence and people were like, back up audio. People had a very big criticism. Crit, a lot of criticism for Scarlett Johansson playing the role of Major, which in the anime is a uh, is a Japanese. Her real persona is is Japanese, and they make it very clear that it's Japanese. In the movie, they give her a very generic Caucasian name, right? And one of the things that I found interesting about that, uh, and to kind of like go against the criticisms, is that in the movie. They make it very much that the major doesn't have an ethnicity, is is not a face of anything. It's just a, sure. it's just a, 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 a blanket character, right? There's nothing like, special or important about it. But then they circle back and they pick up her her, her Japanese name. Uh, they they basically give her like this whole Japanese background, and like I get it, right? Because like the. I think the, the controversy circles around like why Scarlet Joe, right? But to find a 25 to 30 year old Asian female to bring about the star power needed for this movie and not have someone else carry it for them and to play what is supposed to be a very dominant role, right? The major is like, that's, that's everything. I feel like it's not like doable. So I feel like that's a cop out because I, I well, that's the real out. reason that's genuinely oh, right. the real reason they did. It, no, though. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure 60% of the budget was Scarlett Johansson's, uh, which no offense to her or anything, but like, I'm sure 60% of the budget was her paycheck. 30% was the fight scene in the water. And then the other 10% <laughs> oh was the rest of the movie. Right. <laughs> I, I imagine that's how the budget was cut up, but I, 
like if you actually bothered if you not you you but like if the writer is actually me, if bothered, me personally if actually bothered to do this right like if the people that mattered me, actually man. bothered to write a good script to actually read or, or watch the source material and take one of any of those stories or even combine a couple and interwine like intertwine uh, them to make like a feature length movie then you wouldn't need heavy star power to carry the movie you could grab like any of the up and coming stars from uh, that are of like Asian descent or whatever. Um, like they don't even need to be in that uh, age bracket. Uh, they because you can make a lot of people with makeup look younger than they are, right? Um, and there's plenty of people to choose from. But the issue is that they did want to take the easy way out. They did want to rely on star power and little the fuck else to drive their movie. And just let that carry it for them. Like it was very, like very much feels like a cash grab. Now I will say in play devil's advocate that I think the westernizing of some, not all, some of the team members makes a lot of sense. Because is great. In, is he? Is I think he he's great. I've never seen the anime. So like having just this His movie. His personality off of, is totally different in yeah, the movie than what it is in the anime. Okay, well, see, I don't have that that juxtaposition. Uh, so just seeing okay. his character in this movie, he see, he like to me, he's like the best part of the movie. That's what this podcast is all about, man. Let's take in those differences, like because like I've I've seen it, right? Like I grew up in the yeah. Ghost in the Shell, Dot Hack Sign, Cowboy Bebop, Big O. Like I I grew up on that shit, right? And like just it's like it's like they butchered something that I love, man. And that's that's yeah. how I feel so, about it, one hundred percent. I mean, again, like certain aspects of the Westernization do make sense because this is supposed to be in a post-globalization era where there is no longer any countries; there is like one world country, and so you have a significantly more homogenized kind of society uh, because you've eliminated a lot of borders, right? Where you have a lot more um, travel as well as well as like a lot more like. Um, different ethnicities and the uh, infrastructure, right? Combining together and everything like that. And like you, it, it becomes much more tribal, but on like a smaller scale of rather than like having pockets of different cultures, you instead have like, um, pockets of living units prop up. Right. Um, or like, okay, this neighborhood is a lot more tight knit, for example, rather than, you know, it being like, uh, a more cultural or ethnic censored kind of neighbor, uh, neighborhood. Like it's a little bit different um, because it's supposed to be far enough in the future where we've gotten away from uh, our appearances being the way that we group together. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, Everybody's so, like, got crazy mechanical things all over them. So there's right. obviously so, like, there's a standards. small element, like there's a, there's a little bit of the Westernization that I can actually appreciate, but I feel like they do go a little bit overboard with it. Um, I also think, uh, the name that she's given, um, which Mira is Killian. what Mira, Mira God, what is her name? She says it several times. I just said she it. Has to give consent. I said it's it. Mira Killian. Mira Killian. Yeah. That's not a good name. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. It's that's her, not I know, no, I know, but I'm saying it's, that's not a good name. Like it's just like, for, not, it's just like, I don't know what it is. It's Mira Killian. No, no, I don't know. No, no, that's not how I meant that. I meant that that's not a good name to give that character. It's not at all. Like, her name's major. What are you talking about? If you wanted to like stamp, like, you know, if they're basically creating a person, 
right? And it is supposed to be this kind of like a uh, blank slate to where we're not like just very standard issue kind of like individual where we're not supposed to identify any kind of ethnic uh, background to this character, to the the shell, as it were, then she needs names that come from God. like a first name that comes from one place and a last name that comes from literally the opposite side of the world. That, that was another thing in the movie. Her name I, should be Jane Doe. <laughs> her name, she doesn't even matter because at the end of the day, every single character is forgettable. You don't have an attachment to any of them. They, there's nothing, nope. there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no substance, right? So like, I want to talk about something that is good though. Um, yeah, actually, that's a good point. I challenge anybody to name more than just the two people of section nine that we've talked about. You fucking can't I challenge because you they had to tell me so what her hair looked time. like in this movie. Ooh, Scar- um, Scarlett Johansson's hair. I can tell you. I, mean, I genuinely can't remember. Uh, it's, it's the, it's like a, it's like the, a Bob, but the bangs are longer. nineties uh, punk rock girl, short Bob. I've yeah. seen her in too many haircuts. I just can't, I can't remember. <laughs> um, so like going back to like, like, um, the, I think we can all agree, like, it, it, there's a lot of plot with Lash that happens. I, I think we could sum up the plot, though, fairly quickly. Um, uh, and, and so, like, they introduce Kuze as your villain, right? But at the end of the day, in Hollywood, just, I don't know what you were doing, right? You had a villain. A villain. They gave it to you. But somehow the movie became about how corporations are bad, which is just like very typical of 2015 to 2017 films. Um, I want to talk about the aesthetic of of the movie and why I think it's important to talk about it is because uh, in a lot of the more like modern sci-fi movies, you see like these these very uh technology based like super cities like oh my god everything's self-running and blah 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 this um however in like the anime uh with ghost in the shell uh animes like cowboy bebop the way that technology uh has uh its its impact on our society is more so on the people and less on like infrastructure and i think that this movie took some very uh gratuitous uh budget and decided to make this aesthetic like these were like these amazing mega cities, but it really wasn't like that in the anime. Um, they were really just like regular cities where the people themselves uh, had like this cyberpunk enhancement uh, aesthetic to it. Did you find that like, I don't know, in bad taste? Like, did you enjoy the aesthetic? Did you not enjoy the aesthetic? Because I'm, I'm of the impression that like, if we're in this this one world society, right, um, you would expect to see like the harmony and bringing together of different cultures and their technological power and their archite- architectural power. And instead, we just get Japanese arcade throughout this whole movie. That's 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 how it feels. Uh, you guys have like an opinion on that? What are the giant people in the cities? They're holograms. They're like those just holograms. Okay. It's, yeah, it's the most ugly, ads. ugly, ridiculous holograms I've ever seen. No, they're they're Koji. Oh, I have a, a question because the aesthetic is like in the future and it's like super advanced. We put a, a human brain inside of a robot body. Why aren't we in space? Is that explained in any other any form of this medium? No. Are we in space? We're not. No. We're on Earth. See, that's my problem with this genre. 
<laughs> it doesn't make sense to me how we've advanced this far in our space. Really? That's that's your problem with we, the genre? We can we can table that because there's there's explanations for this inside of the cyberpunk genre itself. Like leaving. Oh, I'm sure there are explanations. Jump into it. Let's go for it, man. No, no, we can table it because it, it like I don't want to get. Uh, I don't want this to be like a thread that we just keep pulling and pulling and pulling and get further and further away from this movie. Down the you rabbit can, hole. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there are reasons why like most cyberpunk doesn't deal with going into space. So the aesthetic. Okay. What, 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 I'll trust you. What, what did you think about the aesthetic of the movie? Take the characters out of it, right? The world that we're in. Uh, that like, how did you feel about that? Because like I said, that that feels very much like Japanese arcade to me. That's that's really how it felt all all over every scene. Um, I feel like they didn't do the cyberpunk enough for the cityscape. I think they could have done a lot more. I agree. It felt very half-assed. Like it felt like I was looking at uh, what is it? Um, Beijing. It felt like I was looking at Beijing or Shanghai in ten years, which is not cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it didn't. I didn't feel like I went into a future world. I mean, like, like I know Reed, you made a comment when we were watching the movie in the Discord, um, like. Like the car aesthetic, you thought that that was cool. I thought it was ugly as fuck. Like it was weird. It's like a blacked so, out Camaro, cyberpunk Camaro, and then he's like driving a DeLorean. The reason it why is. I thought it was cool is because when you go and you watch the original like '90s movie, that's the style of cars they're driving. So it's like it's this neat little like homage to cassette punk that I was like, that's really neat. Um, if the movie took itself more seriously in any capacity and like it actually wanted to be good and make money, should that kind of car be in there? No, absolutely not. Um, right. I mean, like, well, that's, that's kind of like, that's kind of the whole, I think the whole purpose of talking about this movie is that the ghost in the shell franchise is very much a psychological Turner slash thriller slash detective noir. And they gave us an action film. And we didn't yeah. get any of the thing that this, this series is known for. We didn't get any of that. And then the action in it is basically Scarlett Johansson in slow-mo disappearing and running across walls. And why? first of all, I, I get it. I know that's 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 there's, supposed that, to be like her so suit. I have to say about that, yeah. There's supposed to be her um, suit, but like you just disappeared. It's your, just cut. Your, it's your just power. cut, cut. Cut, 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 cut. What's going on? But I am also curious because it's been... Uh, one week since you looked at me in about six years since I've seen a standalone complex episode and even longer since I saw like the original movies. But Ben, you said you watched all of them like a, within a week, basically. Yeah. Like, so with all of that being as fresh in your mind and then watching this movie, what are the things that stand out to you the most? Because like, like as far as differences go uh, with the, uh, action sequences, the storytelling devices, like you, you already commented on the aesthetic, but well, since you, since this is freshest in your mind out of the four of us, like I'm curious, like, what so the original movies were very much like more of a detective noir, like kind of thing. Right. Um, so it's a very slow build to the story 
to keep you interested. This movie was not. It was just plot point whiplash after plot point whiplash. It's a plot point whiplash. It was just like, <laughs> it like watching hurt, a Transformers. It hurt to watch. I don't know, bro. With how fast it was. I feel like we can just go into the section where we just start trashing the movie, honestly, because like I feel like that's the only thing we're going to be able to do to talk about for the next 30 minutes. It's like we could sit here and try to dress up and make it look pretty like, oh, the, the stark differences to do this and this. But at the end of the day, man, it was it was not good. It was not no, good. It, it was not well, fun. Like, I don't care how successful so, you were in the box. It's office. a shit movie. Let's make fun I of think, it. I think if they didn't use the ghost in the shell name and just like phrase the entire movie as a Android woman figures out her past. No, because then we action have movie. We already have Lucy. I was about to say like, what was that? <laughs> and then What's I that still wouldn't watch Scarlett it. Scarlett Johansson in the future. Lucy, is that it? Yeah. yeah we, we've Lucy. been there. Yeah, <laughs> we've been there. Lucy knows everything. Well, like anyways, you're right. I, mean, I don't know. You're, you're, like, I don't, I don't think it was a good Ghost in the Shell movie. Like, I think it had some redeeming qualities. Like, some of the, the like, fight scenes were, were pretty okay. But, like, really? overall. Name, name, hold on. No, 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 The water fight scene where, like, 40% of the budget went. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, a good one. it was so corny, though. Like It was, but, like. But it was pretty. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't even remember it. I watched this movie like an hour ago. <laughs> wow, Cody. Talk that, about no, that, that, that speaks volumes, though. He can't even remember the fight scene because it was so forgettable. Ladies and gentlemen, like that's probably the There's strongest only one scene. Cri- criticism it of is. this whole episode. Like, There's only one scene that like I can actively think of that I thought was like it was corny, but like I kind of enjoyed it. And it's when um the guy that's in charge of section nine. I can, I can't remember his name. He goes out to his car and he's got his briefcase. He gets into oh his car God. and he's like, we're switching to mind comms. And then they like come to assassinate his ass. They pull out like automatic rifles. They just light up. I like how he says we're switching to mind comms and that's where they got hacked in the first place. Like that was the conversation. It was a mind comm conversation that had been eavesdropped on in the first place. Like that, that whole, I want to come back to mind comms in a second and like different uses that could have been used for it. But okay. So like they light his car up. Sub vocals, like, for example. Right. Like they light like they every light, other sci-fi. They light his car up, right? And then he gets out. I love movies. I do. I love I love Willie Lee suspending my disbelief. So bullet I guess case he, briefcase. Bulletproof briefcase that his small little ass hid behind. He he gets out that has no recoil with bullets in it. This is the, this is the best part. He gets out. He does the thing where he like he like upward flicks the briefcase like he's gonna throw it at him, and like a gun just appears in his left hand, and he just lights them all up just like that, just like that. No big deal. Uh, that was the only scene that like I was like, you gotta you what? <laughs> what he act, he actually got out of his car and was so. Anyways, I just started blasting. <laughs> Like, open the door. That's how that worked. He opened the door. Like, uh, I mean, he came in like a this- <laughs> Come on. So, like, what other? Do you, other? What? Uh, what scenes do you? And don't say Scarlett Johansson's side boob because that is inappropriate. <laughs> we're not gonna, that we're not talking about those Listen, kind of scenes. Let's let's be real here. Thirty percent of the budget went to her side boob. Okay. 
Come on. Yeah. Contract, you can show you can show uh, a quarter inch. One side, side boob. boob. One, One side whole boob. side boob. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson, I mean, how much did you get paid? Uh, Seventy million dollars. Oh yeah. Yep. Thirty of that is for side boob, though. So just to you know, even though we've already se- her her her. You get thirty percent for thirty percent. We've already seen. Yep. We've already seen Scarlett Joe. You know, Joe as I like to say. Joe You know what I respect though. about this movie. I respect that no one kissed. Ooh, fair. They didn't try to force a love plot down our throats because there like is for a one second show. I there thought her and one. her and Bato were gonna kiss at the end, and I was like, "Why? They like, Why?" They like, <laughs> yeah, they like Loki or uh, I won't say at each other's throats, but they disagree a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, so I'm glad they didn't like try to try to do that. the guy that plays Bato. Uh, is I know he was in Game it, of Thrones. His um, wait, was it a Kiwi accent? Is that what he had? Uh, yeah, or was mm-hmm. it a South African? I think he's accent. just Australian. Like he's just like Melbourne Australian. I hated yeah. everything about Bato. Every time he showed I, up on the yeah, screen, I just, I I'm like, stand whatever accent it was he had. You know what he reminds me of? The twins from the like Matrix. <laughs> the you know, you know what I'm talking about? The guys that turn into the ghosts and walk through the walls in the Matrix. That I, I, that's all I can see with his bright ass hair and his very fake highlights and just I hated everything about that. that no. Um, yeah, I there's, there's, love it. It's like Guy Fieri up in this movie. <laughs> Fieri Potter, you're a you're an android. Now, Harry. Um, there, so it, on on the top of the aesthetic too, there's one thing that really did irk me, and that it's not dystopian enough. Yeah. So like one of like the the hallmarks or the calling cards of cyberpunk is that you do have uh, big buildings, mega cities, and from the skyline they're pretty, but when you're walking the street, it is not. And we never really saw um, any form of like dilapidation or poverty. Well, she get us the apartment complex, and then yeah, either the apartment the complex or like when he feeds the dogs. But like other than that, it. you don't really see like how the other ninety five percent live. You know what I mean? Like there's you don't get any of that, and that's very much like a hallmark of cyberpunk. Uh, and it's kind of, I, I don't know, it was frustrating and it broke me out of like my immersion a lot. Like anytime we ever saw like, because it's like, okay, you want to have these dirty, dingy scenes where it's like, as Megan pointed out uh, when she was watching it with us, why are there, why is there computer hardware in this dirt, dusty ass, dirty warehouse with water flowing everywhere? That surely doesn't seem safe. Like you want to have scenes like that and then it not really be connected to anything. Like, well, You're like suddenly only- in this like broken down ass warehouse, but where did you come from? You came from like this rich place. We get and that's these, that, but that's the thing is like we get these spirals of the overhead of the city, right? And it's like they spiral you down around this very RGB uh, hologram, big ass skyscraper buildings, and all you get is the overview spiral down to like maybe halfway down to a building, and then suddenly we're in the next scene, and that's all you see of the cities. Uh, and like, except for when you go to the lawless zone, which like, for some reason, the lawless zone looks like walking dead, which was really oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. There's what I want to know. Do you guys, what, I, what, what about this lawless zone? I want to know more about that. Is there more about that in the anime? Yeah. Like, what is it? Is it just the lawless? Is it like, what it, is it, is the name? Um, like, it's like, true? it's an ungoverned section of, uh, well, I say ungoverned. 
it is effectively ungoverned, but it doesn't mean like police and corp or corp police can't go out and arrest you, but it's effectively ungoverned. Like it's um, unclaimed territory that is usually like semi wasteland and ruins. Nobody lives there. It's too far away no. from the internet. I mean, some There's people do live there. The main character live there. It's too far from the internet. The main character and the villain for the first half of the movie live there. It's also kind of like, I mean, I, this came out in 2017, and I guess what uh, Altered Carbon came out in 2018, 2019. I feel like it's kind of sad when a TV show with a smaller budget has a much better representation of what a cyberpunk city and future is supposed to look like. Yeah, that show is pretty cool. And then gets canceled by Netflix. That's their fault for straying away from the source material and besides the point. But they do have like a really good depiction of what a cyberpunk city would look like, right? Like you do get a really strong juxtaposition of the poor right next to the elite. Right. Uh, like in their various camera shots. Um, so I don't know. That, that's one of the things that just really frustrated me is that it went all bright lights, but no dinge. Like. Um, fuck, Blade Runner does this fantastically. You know what I mean? Like bo- both Blade Runners do. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just I don't have a whole lot to say. Um, we've kind of blasted through most of my 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 points about the movie. Um, I mean, I you said it next- yourself when we were watching it, right? Like this this movie might have been a mistake. And I said I, I I told you then, and I still agree now. I don't think this movie was a mistake. I think it's important for us to do movies like this, where it's like this was just this was absolute shit. Like there, and I I can appreciate, and I know we all can movies where you just shut your brain off and just watch right but like that's this fails at doing even that like i i i, I am it doesn't deserve to have made a so point. like okay so let's 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 add in an extra point right because like ben ben's fresh off of watching the anime uh when i when i when i originally heard about this movie i passed on it because of all of the controversy surrounding it when i started up here one of the things that i was i mean i was definitely expecting more of the detective find him and goes um i was kind of not expecting like kuze to be the villain i was kind of hoping to see like more of puppet master and like how it's an ai behind all of that stuff but one of the things that like really um like threw me off about this movie is that there's not a lot of gore in this movie um there is not if you're going to paint Ghost in the Shell in the action sense and basically take away from the detective thing. One of the things that it was a praise, it was uh, critically praised for uh, as an anime is that it was very violent in a lot in some of the scenes, very gore uh, for that time period, and yet the amount of blood that we see is minimal. I mean, like it, there's like there's nothing there. Um, there, there are times like, like the the spider tank um, is a callback to one of the scenes in the anime where she gets hit with one of the spider tank shells, and in the anime, like her whole body is like ripped off, like the right side of her is just like gone, and in in lieu, of, it's like in lieu of blood, there's oil leaking all over the place, and like just like sparks and stuff. There's um, 
Obato yeah. is one of those characters that was like there was a half human, half android hybrid. He literally puts his foot through one of the hybrid skulls and like blood gushes out everywhere. We get none of that in this movie. I mean, yeah, is that like- in the um, in the original film, the spider tank, when she goes to rip open the hatch, she literally tears her arm in half. And you only yeah, get like I mean, a smidgen of that in this movie. We yeah. get so much, so little of that. So like, if it had gone, if we had gone, I'm going to, okay, let's do this. If we're going to go for ultra action-y, right? If they had given it the Mortal Kombat treatment where everything is just so, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, sorry, not Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation where everything is over the top, do you think that that would have given the movie at least some kind of like, callback to its actual source and therefore would have made it a little bit of a better movie to watch like if you're going to go into these kind of things and you're, you're going to draw from source material but you're not going to draw from the source source material you're only going to take an aspect of that do you think that having more of that gore into it would have made this a better movie like uh, okay i know it's bullshit but like did you see his head his head bounced nine times across the lake like that kind of thing i mean like do i the john wick treatment that's what i'm looking for better that's kind of hard to say. Maybe I think it wouldn't have uh, been as successful at the box office if it was. So do you? Do, so when you say that, like, I mean, the box I mean, office is sex like, is literally just Scarlett Johansson. Like, people no, would have I, gone. I've right. seen it no matter what. Not not necessarily. I think. The fact that it was so mediocre and forgettable other than watching Scarlett Johansson in a bodysuit run around. Um, that's why it succeeded. I think if it had anything that was potentially polarizing, such as excessive gore that is true to the uh, original film, um, then I think that would have detracted away from its ability to make profits. Uh now, do in my opinion, does that would that have made it a better movie? Maybe depends on how how it was done, right? Like you still have to be tasteful about it. You can't just put gore everywhere, right? Like it still has to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would have hurt them more than helped them as far as like their bottom line was concerned. Guys, Cody, Ben, yes, no, feels. Ah. Uh... It's hard to say, really. I don't know if just amping the gore up would have really helped the movie that much. Because there's a lot more things that were wrong with the movie than just... Right? I mean, like, you also had uh, Beat Takashi, which is like... He's like Japan's Marlon Brando, right? And, like, <laughs> they don't make any use of him. He gets... He does, he does get one... One cool line where he basically where, where the scene that I was talking about with the car thing is you know you don't send a well, rabbit and kill a fox. Your consent. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, no, I think I thought the funny part was when uh, we let was like we never needed your consent and Scarlett Johansson's face where she's like <gasps> and then her nose twitches like oh shit I should have seen that come and of course you don't need my consent. <laughs> um, dun dun dun. So, so here's here's what I will this say. Is great. Oh shit. Based on just like a lot of what we've talked about here and guys, you know, Cody's pretty vocal, Reed's pretty vocal, but like you can tell by how we're saying these things. It's like none of us really care. We don't, we're not. It, it's <laughs> just one of those so things. Blah. 
That's just so blah. This, this is, is one of those movies. Lukewarm, I have been. It is on an episode. You're just the most generic action movie that they decided to pull. I'm gonna help. Like a really I'm gonna help friend. the guys and the girls out. Okay. All right. So let's say the girl that you're dating is uh, very into the cyberpunk aesthetic, or the guy that you're you're dating is into the cyberpunk aesthetic. But like you're trying to get it in, right? Like you're trying. You're just trying to get railed into next week. So you invite them, them over, you put this on and then you get railed. Bam. Oh, yeah, bada bing, a bada boom. Netflix that's, that's its niche. That's its niche. Yeah. It's just, with, I don't know if I've ever told y'all this before. Cody may actually know because I feel like Zach probably told him, but when Zach and I were freshmen in college, which is when I met him, his get it in movie, because this was pre, was it pre Netflix? I don't think it was pre. I think Netflix just started around that time, but this was kind of pre Netflix and chill. Right, like before that became a meme. Not Disney Plus and Bust. Uh, his his movie to get it in was Borat. Hulu and Hulu. What he would Borat? invite girls over to his dorm. He would put on Borat, and they wouldn't. They would watch it for all of like ten minutes Borat. because it's such a ridiculous movie. No one wants to fucking pay attention to that. That a nice. And then like, yeah. So his uh, his, Borat his, works. I, I feel like I have to if have a conversation with Zach Borat now. Off. If she doesn't tell me to turn Borat off before she gets horny, I think hey, like, uh, I think I might need her to leave anyways. Hey, Zach, you uh, you want to watch Borat with me? There's a, there's a, new, there's a new one. I have a question about this movie. Or like a, a complaint, I guess. Ghost feels like a bad translation. <laughs> like, I know it's But like, it's a direct translation. Called. That was the other thing, too, is the way that they talk about your ghost, your ghost, your shell, your ghost, yeah, bro. That's what uh, makes it feel like it a bad translation. Me I mean, but it's it is a trend. It's it the direct translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, I mean, I I get that it's like correct, like so it's what they're going for, but like it's, it just feels it's like a it should bad be like localization. It, it's a yeah. bad localization, is what it is. But the reason why it's localized as Ghost in the Shell is because of the police song Ghost in the Machine. Because it because it sounds fucking cool. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so like it 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 has a lot to do with. Soul in the Shell doesn't sound as cool as Ghost in the Shell, but at the same time, like if you were to actually talk to somebody about it, you would probably use the word soul and not ghost. Um, but the word they use is more in line with the way they would speak on the idea of your spirit more than anything else. They're um, like Ghost in the Shell, and I'm like a g g a g a g ghost. But it, it I ain't no ghost. Does have like a lot to do with uh, the police song "Ghost in the Machine" because that's like kind of a synth '80s cyberpunk cassette punk song. So, I mean, there's just there's really nothing to talk about. I feel like um, anyone. I mean, we we talked about a lot. We we very spiritedly, at least I did, as usual. There are grievances. Mm-hmm. Should have made this a Ghost in the Shell slash Mega Man episode. Cyberpunk. We can talk about Ghost in the Shell for 10 minutes and then talk about Mega Man for the next six years. Exactly. I mean, like, we were... I mean, this I went into this th- movie with very low hopes because, like, every movie I've seen that's an adaptation of an anime has always been terrible. Except um, for Speed Racer. True. <laughs> true. And that, that kind of brings me to like getting into, I guess, I mean, we, shit, we might as well just wrap it up. I think at this point is 
seeing that this is probably the most recent, right? I, I, this is probably the most recent movie to be considered a blockbuster that came from an anime uh, or a video game or anything. It was successful. Do you feel mm-hmm. that that paves the way for Hollywood blockbusters to do more? Do you feel like it helped? I mean, uh, you know, Hollywood has run out of original ideas. I think everybody knows that, right? So now they're drawing more onto comic books and, you know, the video game world and, you know, older books and stuff like that. Do you feel like this paves the way for something that will truly be great? Or is this really just like a non a non topic? Like it happened. The movie made money because everybody wanted to see Scarlett Johansson, and you got um, Scarlett Johansson with no emotions. Just how I like her. I think, despite it making money at the box office, I think it did more harm than good. Um, because you have other players out there in. Whether you're talking about the cyberpunk cyberpunk space or cyberpunk, the, let's go! I'd watch cyberpunk. that movie. Yeah, I'd oh. watch the shit out of that. Followed by the like Pornhub the theme branch Cyber, of it. Yeah, cyberpunk. Um, but like whether you're talking about the cyberpunk space or <laughs> the, the shell. Um, alternate media adapted <laughs> into a um, movie space, uh, I think plenty of other things did it better like there's a lot of comic book movies especially like under the disney marvel umbrella uh, that have been very successful at actually proper storytelling um even though i didn't care for ready player one's movie adaptation um it was still good um, I liked the original story much better than what they did with the with the movie, but it was still pretty good. Um, I think TV shows have done a better job about certain things. Um, I don't know. I other other than this movie, I, every game that's been turned into a movie that I can think of has failed. Every anime that's turned into a movie that I can think of has failed other than this one. Um, and I, and even though this one quote unquote succeeded, I don't think it makes a brighter future for other people trying to do this. I think we're still kind of in limbo or in the negative about it, about trying to find hit that mark of how do you actually take a video game and you make it more gen- like generalized for large audiences and it has a lot to do with uh, Hollywood writers need to get over themselves and stop trying to make it Hollywood. Like there's a reason why these games, these anime cartoons or whatever are successful on their own because it's fine as it is. Like stop trying to over the top localize or over the top westernize. You don't need to retell the story. And appeal to like the lowest common denominator because you don't you need to fail at doing evolution. <laughs> Huh? God, I don't need, bruh, <laughs> so cringy. So, I mean, like, you know, we talked about last week about there being a, a Gundam movie on the rise and we're all excited, but apprehensive, right? No, I have one that I'm way more apprehensive about. And that is the live action Cowboy Bebop uh, series that is coming. I Ooh. want it to be successful. So- that will be hard to fuck up, honestly, because... Because of uh, Firefly having already been done and because the expanse is out, 
I think depending on who they have writing it, I, I think it'll be successful because there's enough actual Western content that was successful in that style that I think it's fine. I mean, so my only concern is with the cat. Like we're guys, we've moved past Ghost in the Show. We're done with Ghost in the Show. Okay, uh, let's let Cowboy Bebop nice is like a whole other thing because like John Cho is playing Spike, and like I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, I just want it to be amazing. So uh, he came to a restaurant that me and Freed worked at when we were working there. I don't know if he, he was a that. dick. Yeah, he like he could be real serious and a dick, so he might be great. I mean, but Spike isn't really a dick, so no, I don't know. Well, no, but he is. It depends on the direction they go with it, right? Because like Cowboy Bebop does have some uh, comic relief moments because it's Japanese anime, but Spike himself is not a comic person. Like he is a former. Uh, I forget the organization that they work for, but it's basically the equivalent of the, the CIA. Syndicate. Yeah, the syndicate. Um, and he's basically a a, a former field agent. Mafioso. No, yeah. no. Spike is from the mafia, bro. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a Jet field agent the of the mafia. Like it's like um, enforcer is the wrong word because it's yeah. not like he's a neek, like a leg breaker. It's he was more hitman than anything. Mm-hmm. So like Very he's much. more equivalent to like an assassin than he is like a, a, a leg breaker in the mafia. That's right. why I went with like a secret agent espionage direction or comparison rather than like a mafia comparison. I just think it'll be interesting. I want it to be successful. Um, I want it to be not ghost in the show. Um, and that's, that's how I feel about the movie. Um, I hated it. I hated everything about it. I can't believe that I rented it and streamed it for five people to watch in the Discord. I hate that every single person that had to rent it. I apologize to all of you. If you want refunds, just let me know and I'll send it to you. I will cash app you the $5 that it costs you to watch this. Uh, maybe even we could talk about damages because um, like, I feel like I owe you because like this, it was just terrible. Um, and that's that's that's. Yeah, you know what so, would be a good spike is if they got the guy that played. See, we're not even talking about Ghost in the Shell anymore. Like, we've moved on. I feel like that guy. I feel like Amos's character could c- translate well to a Western version of Spike. I think Amos would play a better uh, uh, vicious. No, don't say, no, because vicious is like actively insane, like sadistically so. Dude, Amos isn't season Amos three. Isn't Amos was a fucking retard, like whack job. But he's not sadistic. He's not. He's, I think he could be. He's a sociopath. I distinctly remember an episode for. We're talking about the Expanse now. For anyone listening, there's an episode in season two where he does like he has like this moment when uh, what's her name he gets like whacked over the head and his eyes just bug out. He could totally play an insane person. Absolutely. Well, so he. The thing is, is that like Vicious is very much like sadistic, whereas Amos isn't sadistic. Amos is a sociopath. He has to be reminded of what humans feel and what is and isn't good because he has no moral compass. He has survival or not survival. Mm. And so he's just indifferent to all of it. That's why I say he can't be sadistic. Super cool. So I guess yeah, here we are. I mean, I'm, I I hate that 
we don't really have anything other. Well, no, actually, I love it. I love that we have nothing negative. Sum it up, man. I mean, would you guys? Did you enjoy the film? Obviously, no. you didn't. <laughs> would you? Would you recommend the film? Ben, go. No. Just, just do yourself a favor and go watch the the original ones. Yeah, C- Cody. I I basically I agree with Ben. Everything he said. Yeah, I mean that's the general tone. We are. I think even for a fuck flick like this, this fails. There are two I mean, ways. To we're do all that. depressed. I think we're all depressed and worse off for it. I mean, like yeah. this took away hours of my life. I actually felt bad for telling Megan to join us. Like as we're watching, I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, man, the one time I finally get my girlfriend to come in here and watch like and participate and be involved with like the community, we watched this fucking failure of a movie. <laughs> I said it like no, 20 minutes read. in. I was like, what the fuck have I done? I literally no. just terrible, man. I'm, I'm I watched so... this at work today. Sorry, sorry. I tried to watch it at work today and my job where I have to do literally nothing but sit there basically. And it was too boring. So, so you I had to stop to and wait till I came home. Yeah, <laughs> and I, switched, I switched to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. My uh, my Which I'd rather review. watch and read subtitles than watch this movie. My disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined. Thank you. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's pretty that's pretty on brand for anything that I recommend. So far, all of the flops have been solely on my uh my end. So I'll try to I'll try to step it up next time. That's not true. You recommended Snowpiercer and that was fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah I did. Oh yeah, hey, I had a good one. Yay me. All right, cool. Um <laughs> and yeah, your so- first recommendation was Final Fantasy, and we all enjoyed that one. We enjoyed tearing it apart. (laughs) We did the same thing, though. I enjoyed making fun of that movie. So, yeah, there's a plus. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So let's um, let's get into the the wrapping up portion. Um, You know, don't go see. Don't see this. Don't spend your money on it. Bootleg it. If you really just have to know what we're talking about, you can probably watch the trailer on YouTube. That trailer is pretty much the movie. Um, You've got it. And that's it. Um, so nudity. So, so we are, uh, you know, we have a Discord. Uh, you can also, if you want to, reach out to us for recommendations uh, or any kind of comments on any kind of feedback you'd like to present. This is in a debate at gmail.com. If you'd like to join the Discord, send us an email and we'll hit you with the link. Next week, Reed is hosting? Question mark. Yeah, um, next week the plan is to review Gunfire Reborn, which is a roguelite FPS slash RPG, kind of, not really, um, that is in early access right now. Uh, I won't give away too much about it, but hopefully the guys and I can set aside enough time to actually give it a good run, which we didn't really do that much for with Wilson. Um, What do you sexually identify as an attack helicopter now? (laughs) Thank you, audio. And uh, we'll be able to give it a good uh, measure of play and be able to actually competently talk about it Um, instead of me just stringing points together. I feel like I kind of carried the Wilson episode, but wow, I don't I just mean it was mostly me talking. I wasn't even I hear that bus I mean, come we could change by that. you threw us I under just, it. I can mute your whole audio track except for like the last 10 seconds on this one. Be really quiet. I'm just saying, <laughs> I had the strongest opinions, and I would you like did. it whenever I host for that to not be the case. Yeah. 
Um, and the next week, and if you would like to be about your game, if you would like to be uh, like Ben one week and be a guest on this episode, and like Audio said, hopefully this won't be the last time he joins us. Uh, drop us a line, um, either in our Discord or on our sorry, or our email. I want to personally apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am. I hope I hope we can continue being friends, but I understand if you don't. Well, because you, of the okay. movie. And, on, on and at least audio, it at least gave to good things too. Yeah, it at least gave me an excuse to go through and watch a majority of the original series. So yeah, you know, which is hey, good, which is very good. I would recommend. Well, if you're still listening and haven't checked out, that's going to be it for us. Uh, ben, thanks for joining us to talk about this absolutely horrible movie. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter so you can know when our next episode is posted. Hopefully it'll be uh, infinitely better than this one. Um, and yeah, bye. 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 Bye.